Damn, I can listen to that shit all fucking day. Uh, back again. Didn't really know what to talk about this week because, I mean, nothing eventful, really. Um, you know, kind of stoked about the McGregor fight this weekend against Poirier. I'm hoping... Um, I don't really know. It doesn't really matter to me. I mean, a lot of people are saying if Poirier wins, then Connor could fight uh, supposedly not Nate Diaz, but Nick Diaz is trying to come back. So they're trying to do something like that. Otherwise, whoever wins this is fighting Oliveira. So, but um, first things first. Yeah, I ah, fucking I can't believe that I've never mentioned about Daft Punk how they broke up and shit like that, and it was like a big deal. At least to me, they were fucking awesome. I was one of the lucky people that got to see him live at Coachella in, what, 06 or 05 or something like that? That was fucking ridiculous, dude. Like, we got, me and my ex, well, me and my lady at the time fucking got to come in on the side, because that tent was packed, like, two hours before anything. Um, my then brother-in-law at the time was, like, I think in the third row, up front, center, and shit like that. There's not really rows, just a big-ass, or, like, tent. And, um, yeah, he, he got to see everything, but, well, kind of, he's a little dude. But, um... By maybe the third, I wouldn't even say track, because it was really, they did a DJ set, so, like, everything just mixed straight through. By, like, the third real song, or, like, beat, at least, because they were mixing lyrics to one song, mixed with beats to two others, and that's, like, considered one song, I guess you would say. Um, if you want to hear it, listen to the Alive 2006-2007 album, I want to say. Yeah, 06-07, yeah. It was a year after, because they recorded it in Paris. But um, Coachella was that fucking set. And by the time, like I said, that third real track, we, me and my, my lady at the time were like right there, fucking dead center. It was ridiculous, dude. It was one of the greatest shows I've ever been to. Um, I mean, like I said, I used to go to house shows and like raves and shit like that back in the day, but it was like fucking little shit, like in Redlands, which is a small town in uh, San Bernardino uh, County. And yeah, I mean, I love it, dude. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I really hate dumb, like electronic music. Like, when dub became huge and shit like that, there was a lot of it that I really did not like. So, I mean, I'm really specific about shit like that. But, I mean, I could listen to that fucking defunct, like, all day, do that. I'm surprised no hip-hop guys, like, ripped that shit yet and just, like, rapped over it. Even, like, a fucking mixtape or some shit where they don't, you know, give the rights or pay anything to it. Surprised nobody's done it. If you guys are a rapper and you guys like what you heard, fucking do that shit. Use that beat, fucking sample it, tweak it up, all do all kind of weird shit to it or whatever. And bring them back, man. They're fucking awesome. They'll always forever be to me. But um, the reason why I chose that was because the only one positive I could say about this week, at least, was um, I ran into one of my buddies from work, and um, he used to have a band and shit. Me and that dude could fucking bounce ideas, literally, and, like, talk bands and music all fucking day. Like, he's just one of those cool-ass fucking dudes. And um, I, I met him. I, I ran into him pretty much where I'm at. I'm off-site and stuff. I'm away from everybody. And uh, there was, like, this detail going on, so I went. And he was there, too. And I was like, oh, shit, dude, I haven't fucking seen anyone, like, you know, full on. Like, fuck COVID, like, gave each other a hug and shit, like, fucking proper and everything. So, from there on, we just started talking about nothing but music and shit like that. And uh, I was telling him about, um, where the fuck is it going to be? The Rolls Bowl in Pasadena, which is, I mean, not far from here. It's, like, two hours, if that. I don't even think really that. I mean, the way I drive, probably, like, an hour and 15 or something. But... <laughs> Well, I mean, it would take probably two hours to get there because once you get near that Rose Bowl for a concert, you're fucked. Like, all traffic stops, everything's fucking horrible. But um, he's doing some festival. I forget what the fuck he calls it, but it's Morrissey's Festival and the co-headliner's Bauhaus, which, I mean, fuck, dude, already that alone is, like, ridiculous. But he's got um, Blondie coming back. Um, fuck, who other? It's pretty much, like, 
any 80s group like that was a shit he's having them play with them and stuff like that i could look it up actually right now while we're talking but yeah dude it's fucking ridiculous like the lineup was crazy like to me just Bauhaus alone in that is gonna be crazy because i mean they're the shit uh do 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 let's see Bauhaus morrissey concert do 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 yeah with interpol no 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 here we go orange county fair no no what the hell come on morrissey never knew Yes, let's see it. Come on. Do, do, do. There we go. Pasadena. Where are we at? I don't give a fuck about this cookie shit. Uh, who cares? I just want to know who's performing with you. Oh, this sucks. The Cruel World Tour. That's what it's called. Blondie. Violent Femmes. Echo and the Bunny Man. Psychedelic Furs. That's where we started going off. I, I, at the time, I remembered all this shit. Oh, and fucking PIL. Uh, Public Image Limited. Um, that's uh, Johnny Rotten's other group that i mean technically to me like i really didn't care for sex pistols i mean don't get me wrong as a kid you know anarchy in the uk is a shit that song is cool and stuff like that and god save the queen you know it's kind of cool to talk shit about you know pretty much what is a mascot to england i mean the few people i think there's two that are from the uk that listen to me you guys know it if not fuck man like she's a mascot you guys are literally paying for this lady to fucking pretend to make it appear that you guys are wealthy as a country that's kind of fucked up i think but the church i don't know if you ever listened to them they were really good the english beat's gonna be part of it the damned the damned is one of the greatest fucking punk bands early as fuck on like i think they're from like 74 or some shit like they're before like a bunch of stuff like before their moans and all that stuff like that so yeah it's gonna be a big deal but uh psychedelic furs and Bauhaus, we were talking about i mean i'm all right with violent femmes but um they're not like a big band to me that one song is the shit you know blister in the sun uh, for being about, what, heroin or something like that. It's a great song, you know. Cool little style that they did. But, yeah, me and this dude were just fucking going back and forth and everything. And so, like I said, thinking about music and, and stuff like that, I chose uh, Daft Punk. And at the end, I chose, um, what song? Uh, the Strokes, You Only Live Once. Just because uh, it's been playing a lot when I do my soundtrack thing. Me and my, or when my daughter takes a bath and shit like that. I just, fucking, she loves anything, dude. She loves rock. She loves fucking pop music. She loves everything, so... I'll just put that on, and Amazon doesn't have commercials, so I just push fucking, you know, skip a song if it sucks or whatever, and um, it's been playing that a lot, and she actually likes it, and I'm like, oh, that's fucking really cool, because the strokes is the shit, and that album, First Impressions of Earth, not a lot of people liked it, but, I mean, I thought it was fucking awesome, it was really, really great, um, the style's completely different, it's like a rock band version, as opposed to before they're like a proto-punk thing, um, so yeah, but uh, yeah, me and this dude, uh, my buddy, um, we just were going back and forth about it and talking about how um you know his band was back growing up i mean i was like dude i didn't really have a band but i did play in bands you know like they toured and i fucking played a few shows like here and there and stuff like that and uh it's funny because one of the guys that i kind of joined his band in like three incarnations of it uh works with us also and so i was telling him about that guy and he's like oh dude, dude quit i heard and i'm like oh shit that's crazy but uh, he was talking about him, and he's like, oh, dude, I fucking bullshit with that guy, too. He's, like, big on metal and shit and death metal. I was like, yeah, he really is. <laughs> and this dude, the the mutual friend of ours, or the guy that I'm talking about and stuff like that, he literally, like, he was a, I think he was into, like, 80s style, like, not really goth music, but um, uh, dark wave, I guess. Like, like kind of like Bauhaus. I mean, Bauhaus is, is considered a goth band because of the image of Peter Murphy, but, I mean, realistic-wise... I mean, they're literally a dark wave band. They're fucking awesome. They're a rock band that just happens to have, like, kind of gothy undertones, I guess. I wouldn't compare them to The Cure at, you know, during pornography or, like, disintegration or anything. I wouldn't compare them to that. 
but or like Susie Sue and the Banshees, but um, I mean he had that style and me and him could bullshit about a bunch and uh he was a punker too so he like i think i was bumping msi minus self-indulgence and stuff like that and he was like is that fucking msi i was like fuck yeah dude and he was like oh that's how he hit it off actually the first day actually that i met him the my trainer um like this is chick that i've known fucking since high school and shit like that um She's crazy. She's one of those weird people that's like, oh, I'm a Christian, but at the same time, I cheat on my husband all the time. It's like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> um, I was lucky enough to mess around with her, at least in high school, but she was already with that dude back then, and now that they're married, I'm pretty sure she just, like, sucks dick now or something. It's weird. She has, like, a weird-ass relationship, and when me and her talk, because, like I said, I've known her forever, whenever we bullshit, is she's always just like, you know what I really like? Because, I guess, because we've been together or whatever, she could be brutally honest with me, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. She's like, I just like making out with people. Like, that's my thing. Like, I, I want to I wanna have that, like, passionate make out where, like, somebody, you know, want. I want to make out with somebody to where they make me want to sleep with them. And I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. Because I remember, like, when I slept with her, it was fucking great, dude. She's, like, full-on porn star status and shit. Like, she just, anything you see in a porn, she's, she'll try it and shit. She's just fucking, is, I mean, I guess a shitty person would say she's nasty. But, I mean, I don't think she's nasty. I mean, like, when she sucked my dick, I still kissed her after her and shit like that. You know, like, I know where my dick's been. It's clean as fuck. So, I mean, we're cool on that. And, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I, like, swallowed her vaginal juice and shit like that when she came in my mouth. I mean, it's not like I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Like, she was a cool chick. She still is. Kind of. I mean, she's, um, supposedly she's been a bitch lately. But, I mean, like I said, I, I don't really have to deal with her. But, um. The way I ran into this guy, I actually met him, was she was training me, and so we're we're in a vehicle together driving around and stuff like that, and we roll up on this guy, and she just full on, dude, just goes into flirt mode and shit. She's like, hey, can I ask you a question? And he's like, yeah, what's up? She's like, are you with anybody? And he's like, yeah, I got a girlfriend. She's like, oh, how serious is it? Like, that kind of shit. This is the type of, like, she is forward as fuck, man. Like, like I said, I, I get that to a point, and I kind of like that with some women. But at the same time, if, if it comes off to me that you've done this way too many times and this is just your M.O., in the back of my head, I'm like, ah, yeah, nah, fuck that, dude. I can't fuck with somebody that just does this shit with everybody, you know? So, uh, like, that that's how I see it now. But don't get me wrong, if she wanted to suck my dick one day, I'd be like, fuck yeah, dude, like, go for it. Like, she's all about it, and she's, like, one of the best that I can remember, at least in the top ten and shit like that. Um, so, yeah, amazing. And uh, so that'd be cool. But, uh, yeah, so that's how we met, and then from then on, he was just super chill, man. Whenever I'd run into him, we just could, like I said, we could bullshit, like, at the clock in and shit like that, or clock out, when when you're standing in line, just kind of looking like a sheep and shit like that, you know, just in the little row, uh, waiting for the next person and shit like that. Uh, me and him was just bullshit, dude. Didn't matter if there was people between us or not, it was just fucking keep talking and shit like that, like, as if there's nobody else in the room. It was cool as fuck. And he's just one of those fucking down-to-earth guys. And all this was going on, what was it, Tuesday? It was the day of um, Spain versus Italy. And um, his boss was in the room, and his boss is Italian, and so he was watching the game, like, full-on on his phone, he's just like, hey, like, he was totally fine with us bullshitting and talking, but he's just like, oh, just, can you guys just pay attention, because I'm, I'm kind of focused on this, and I was like, oh, yeah, what are you going for? And he's all, Italy, and then he explained it to me, and I was like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going for España and shit, you know, fuck you guys. <laughs> but um, it's funny, because I predicted it, I was like, dude, I'm pretty sure they're going to fucking go to uh, penalty kicks and shit like that, like, I could see that happening, I'm all, and your guys' fucking guys are legit, like. I'm all, we got at least two guaranteed points. I'm all, you guys will probably win three or four. And yeah, they fucking won by three, or three, two with the penalty kick. So, I mean, that was kind of cool. Like, everything that day was just perfect, dude. It was a great day. It was my Friday. And, um, got to hang out with my buddy for like, fuck, I want to say like at least two, three hours or something like that. Just bullshitting. 
I mean, we still did our job and everything when shit went down. Like, we fucking, you know, stopped talking to each other and fucking played it off, you know. Fucking, we're all professional and shit like that. But um, whenever it was just us in a room, which we kind of were, we were isolated and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it was just us bullshitting, dude. And he was watching his game, his boss. So, I mean, it was like one of those perfect fucking days where just, you know, everybody just clicks and everybody's just hanging out and bullshitting. So, I mean, I guess that's what I, I would like to talk about. <clears throat> Is there... A uh, person out there that you have, I hope everybody has one at least. Hopefully everybody has a friend or somebody that you could just fucking... It's not vent to, because that's... I mean, that's how, like, I see my wife and, like, other females that I've dated. They have a friend that's like that, where it's like, Oh, I could tell her anything or something. Or him, like, her gay friend or, like, a guy that's trying to fuck her, I guess, and hasn't. But, like, <laughs> they'll, like, tell this person anything and everything. And, like, you know, they're just venting to this person. As opposed to what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just fucking bullshitting forever with this dude. Like, I mean, we went off topic. Like like I said, we started with music. Oh, hey, bro, what the fuck? Da, da, da. And like I said, I started talking about the Morrissey uh, tour and shit. And he was like, fuck, that sounds badass. And then I was explaining to him how I seen the Psychedelic Furs like maybe 10 years ago. And they were the shit. Like, he was like, really, dude? I've heard like mixed things about them live. I was like, nah, fuck no, dude. I don't know if they auto-tuned his voice or something, but he sounded fucking awesome. And his brother on saxophone was tearing it the fuck up. The band was fucking tight. Like, they were legit. They were badass that day. He was like, really? And I was like, hell yeah, dude. It was cool. And the New Romantics, I think, were like the opening group. It was, it was like an 80s revival type thing. And um, yeah, it was fucking cool, man. I loved it. Psychedelic first to me are like one of those like underrated bands that like, don't get me wrong, they're not fucking amazing or nothing, but their great songs are fucking great. Like Heaven is a fucking great song. Most people think Pretty in Pink, which I mean, don't get me wrong, uh, the movie, I don't care for it. I think I've seen it like twice in my whole life. Um, and that was like forced because my cousins are older than me and most of them are female. But uh, the song itself, Pretty in Pink, it's not a fucking pop song when you hear it. Like it's full on dark and shit like that. To me, that's a dark wave music. Like, I would compare them to, like, uh, She Wants Revenge of my generation, you know, like, like She Wants Revenge was kind of rocky, kind of, like, uh, I don't know, they weren't, like, an R&B group or something, but they were smooth, they weren't, like, hip-hop or rap, they had, like, an R&B feel to, like, their vocals and their bass line, like, it's as if they are based off of, like, hip-hop or R&B for their groove, but then the singer was a guitarist, and so he added that shit to it, and then M83, I want to say his name was? Um, he eventually became the fucking DJ for Obama, which is crazy, but, um, yeah, Obama the president, it's weird, um, but, uh, yeah, like, he did all the beats, he did the fucking beats, he did the fucking keyboard, um, bass line, drums, like, he, he fucking programmed all that shit, so he was fucking awesome, and, um, what else did he fucking do, he did something else weird, uh, I can't remember, but, oh, he fucking used to sell his beats to Dre, like, at one point, Dr. Dre had, like, I want to say it was, like, around 2001 Chronic. Like, a lot of his tracks on there aren't his. He just buys them. And, I mean, fucking, you probably look this shit up on Wikipedia and stuff like that. But uh, I remember people that I knew uh, growing up in high school that, like, kind of, they weren't big or nothing, but they hit it off and kind of, you know, got signed to a label and they're rappers and shit like that. And some of them did their own beats. And full on, when they would, like, open up a show in Ontario, which is, like, another spot nearby, at the Ontario Mills, there was this huge theater and shit like that when they would be like the opening local hip-hop group there um somebody that was attached to dre or whatever was there and they would always be like hey man like like we like your beats and shit like that is there um is there any number we could get a hold of you at or some shit like that and eventually it was basically going to dre and they would find that shit out but the way dre does it is kind of like how elvis used to back in the day like he's like no when i buy your shit it's mine now like you're not gonna get any publishing you're not gonna get anything your name's not even gonna be attached to it which i mean might sound shitty but 
at the same time, you're going to get your fucking name out there. There's a lot of people that did that. Um, who the fuck is he? Oh, man, come on. Uh, for, Big Sean. Big Sean was is like now known as one of the open um, uh, ghost writers for Kanye at one point. And it makes fucking perfect sense, dude, because here's what's crazy about it. Big Sean still to this day when he writes his flows and he like one of his end things is like I think he says boy or son or some shit like that. Kanye during that time literally did the same exact fucking thing. It was so funny. It's like it's like he didn't even try disguising it, dude. Like, don't get it wrong. I get that somebody wrote your flow for you or like wrote your lyrics, but I mean kind of make it your own, you know? Like you're gonna fit it to a beat that's not his anyway, so what the fuck? Just do that. It's kinda weird. I don't know, like, maybe that's just me, but, I mean, at that level, it doesn't fucking matter, like, everybody still loves Kanye, I, me included, I mean, he's fucking awesome, that gospel record that he did was still fucking good, too, as a gospel record, if you're listening for, like, hip-hop and shit like that, you're not gonna fucking like it, but at the same time, him and Kid Cudi put out this weird-ass album called Kid See Ghost, that's fucking ridiculously great, dude, it's like, six or eight tracks or some shit like that, um, Juicy J's even on it, it's so weird, though, it's not a traditional hip-hop album, it's not a rock album either. It's kind of like um, Kid Cudi's little side project. I don't figure out the fuck it, that shit was called. But it, it's kind of like like that. And um, so, yeah, so me and this dude are bullshitting about that. We started talking about cooking and grilling and shit like that and everything, like COVID times. Because I haven't seen this dude since I left. I left work in early March, like the week before, the week of my son being born because she was induced, my wife. And so I haven't seen that dude since then. And now it's, what, July? So, and this is after the 4th of July. And um, so, yeah, it's been a while. And he was like, oh, hey, bro, what the fuck? Like, that initial how we were, like, oh, hey. And so we just kind of caught up. And he was talking about that shit, too. Like, yeah, you know, like, during COVID and shit like that, this is what I was doing. He's like, I got really big on cooking. Like, me and his lady, he's talking about, he's like, me and my lady at our spot, like, fucking, I got a little grill. I got some little indoor shit. And, like, we do this. He's all, she's got, like, a little fucking, um... A little garden of like basil and fucking um all kind of shit you know um parsley and everything and i was like oh that's cool dude me and, me and my wife tried doing that shit for a while the fucking arrow garden but fuck dude <laughs> like and this isn't a bad review on it at all it fucking is amazing it really is it's just if you don't keep up with that shit you're gonna have way too fucking much shit and like me and my wife would cut it and like trim it and you know dry dry everything out and stuff like that and we would use it for ourselves because it's fresh and it tastes better but fuck, do you just get so much with those things? Like that little black light that's on that, like grows every fucking thing on there, and it's real easy to like. There's no fail on it because it comes in these little pods. So with the pod, you just literally just fucking put it on there, and you set a timer. Like, when what time do you want this fucking annoying ass light? Because it's really fucking bright. What time do you want this light to turn on every day? And so we picked it like for what time was it? Uh, I think like 10:30 at night because we we're all asleep by then because all of us were working days, and um. This is back with my, with just our first kid, but, um, yeah, and it was in the kitchen, so, like, I remember if I came home late, especially from doing thing with booze and dudes and shit, like, if I came home late from that and was watching TV in my den, which is near the kitchen, in the middle of the night, just, bam, fucking bright-ass light, dude, it's fucking super bright, it's a UV light and shit, like, you know, um, and so, I, I was telling him, that, I was like, dude, like, I mean, if you guys are really gonna keep up with it, it's a good investment, but at the same time, I, I just know, like, we're giving that shit away to anybody and everybody that was like, anybody that talked to us about cooking, we're like, oh, yeah, you guys want some fresh basil? You guys want some fucking fresh parsley and shit like that? Like, we got Italian basil, we got fucking all these different types and shit like that. We had all this stuff. I'm like, if you guys want that, fucking hit us up. We got bags of it. And we, like I said, we literally had bags. And to the point where I was telling my wife, I'm like, yeah, fuck this, man. Like, we're not even keeping up with this. Just turn off. It's still sitting there. 
and like you know we don't have anything else i think we still have a few pods and stuff if we want to start it over again but yeah it, it's it's worth it it literally is if you're a legit cook and stuff like that. otherwise fuck man you gotta just i mean it seems like a waste but there's like i think eight little uh holes for you to put different plants just start with like two or three man really because those things spread like fucking crazy and like i said it's just super abundant it'll grow past the unit and grow up if you don't fucking trim it or take care of it and shit so we're talking about that i was telling him about how i um i just fucking fuck with um celtic salt now uh i don't know this is like for help people and shit like that anybody's really big on um like you know their salt intake and shit like that like like I said, it, salt's not bad for you as long as you're drinking water. If you drink soda and other shit, yeah, salt's bad for you because sodium mixed with sugar, your body contains both and keeps it. So, yeah, it's really bad in that way. And that's where, like, the whole health thing came up where it's like, yeah, salt's bad for you. It's like, no, fucking salt's an essential uh, nutrient. Like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? We need sodium in our body. Like, that's just a fact. But the thing is, you need to fucking water it down. That way, your body actually takes it in as a nutrient. Otherwise, it's going to store it as fat and everything else. So people just tend not to forget or tend to forget it or not know this shit because i mean salt's pretty much in everything like salt adds taste to a lot of bland shit especially like fast food stuff because that shit's all processed meat it's not real meat you know it is or, or it was at one point but then it got processed through and added all kind of other shit to it to where the point where a it lasts longer so that's why the companies use it because why would i buy a hamburger patty it's only gonna last a few days or like a week at best as opposed to this one that i could fucking freeze and refreeze if I need to, and lose nothing, you know, nothing changes on it, so that's where processed meat comes in, and salt, like I said, is an add-on, and then sugar is the other big deal, because with sugar, what, that's white bread, and I mean, just think about the basics, like a burger, like a hamburger that you get any fucking where, it's, it's gonna be a white fucking hamburger, or white bread, you know, it's not wheat or nothing like that, or whole grain, so, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty bad, <laughs> uh, what, most places that do serve whole grain, like, I mean, that's kind of like a gourmet burger, I guess, or some shit like that, or, um, what the fuck's that one fucking, uh, bun called, a brush bun or some shit like that, those are really good, though, I, I did the hot dog one one time when I was at Aldi, they're goofy looking, but, um, it was alright, but it's not worth it for the price, but the burger, um, brooch buns, fuck yeah, man, those things are ridiculously worth it, like, they cost, like, another 40 or 50 cents, and it's fucking worth it, like, I mean, you're gonna get less, instead of getting eight buns, normal piece of shit, smash buns or whatever, that are white bread, you're going to get these gourmet ones that have wheat, and, um, yeah, you're going to get, like, six, but they're fucking legit, and they're bigger and shit like that, so, I mean, you can actually make a thick-ass burger, because, like I said, me and my wife, like, we actually make our own burgers and patties, we add our own seasoning to it and everything, it's not just, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, we, we do buy the ones that are in a bag already, but that's more for, like, when we're going to somebody's house, just a barbecue, or, like, we're cooking for a fuckload of people, but if it's just for us, and, like, maybe a few people over, yeah, I'll make my fucking patties the night before, you know, put the pepper and, like, my seasoning and everything else, you know, like, some cayenne pepper, a little bit of fucking paprika and shit like that, just so it kind of tastes different, add something, and then the Celtic salt, very light, you know, because, I mean, Celtic salt, it's it's really different. If, when you, if you ever buy it, um, first off, it looks gray, and when you touch it, it feels wet. That's, like, just the characteristics of it. And, um, yeah, a lot of taste. Like, compare, it'd be, compared to, like, maybe... A uh, teaspoon, I guess. Yeah, teaspoon smaller, like a teaspoon or a half a teaspoon of like table salt, like iodized salt. It's like that abundance of it, but in like one or two little grains, because they're pretty big. They're they're all different shapes and sizes, and not like they're like you know fine chopped or fine grain. You could buy them like that, but it costs more. 
but I mean, it's already kind of expensive for what it is, but I mean, it goes a long way. Like I, I buy the two or three packs from Amazon. I forget how much they are, but it's worth it that way because when I barbecue, fucking it lasts the longest, man. I'm, I mostly use it for beef. Um, my pork and chicken, I, I use other stuff. I have my own seasoning for that. I try not to use salt on that so much, but, um, because, I mean, if anything, I'm going to put sauce on it. Most salt or sauces have, like, salt in them, like barbecue sauce and shit like that. So, I kind of see it that way. Plus, if you're going to put sauce on it anyway, you're not trying to taste the salt. You're just trying to taste whatever flavor you're putting on, like, you know, soy sauce or fucking teriyaki sauce or barbecue or whatever. And, um, yeah. So, we're bullshitting about that. He was talking about how he cooks a lot and everything. Him and his lady, that's his new thing. And that they're hitting it off really well. And then, um... I showed him, like, pictures of my family and shit like that, you know, how I'm on Kit 2 now, and he's like, that's fucking crazy, dude. And I was like, yeah, you know, because in his head, um, he sees us both, because we're both around the same age, I think, well, I'm 37, and I think he's, like, 38 or 39, it doesn't fucking matter, he's fucking, I, I call myself 40 to people when they talk to me, they're like, oh, yeah, how old are you? I'm like, dude, I'm fucking 40, damn near. They're like, what? And like, yeah, fucking, just because I'm little and shit, and I dress like I'm fucking still 20-something, doesn't mean anything, like, I'm, I'm fucking damn near 40, dude, I'm just happy that I can still run and shit like that. I remember back when I was a kid, 40 sounded like it was fucking old. Like, he was like, oh, that's the kind of top of the hill right there. Like, you know, you got you reached your peak. You better fucking have your life together and shit. And I still feel that way to an extent. And uh, that's kind of why now I'm, like, kind of big on, like, uh, taking care of myself and shit like that. But to me, the main reason is because I want to keep up with my kids, man. Like, I'm, I'm in my own head. I don't ever want to be tired around her and shit like that. You know, she's running around outside, not, like, she barely sweats. And I'm over here fucking, Ooh. nah, like, that's a wake-up call for me. And I needed that shit, so, I mean, I looked forward to it. So I started running. I, I run every so often, at least once or twice a week. And I mean run. Not just like, oh, yeah, I went for a fucking power walk. No, I fucking run. I try to run a mile. It's around my house. My block is like 1.2 miles. I try to run that in like less than 10 minutes. But my best was like six, a little shy of six. Like, uh, it's like five something. Shy of six, no. A little less than six minutes. And, I mean, that was fucking full on running. I had my... um my uh what the fuck are they called vibram shoes which are like the the glove shoes where like all your all your toes get separated amazing at first they fucking suck balls dude they really hurt like i mean it, i i never really had good arches on my feet and now i do and it's because of that and just realizing you know trying to walk barefoot as much as possible especially like around the house like why should i need shoes like at the most i'll just put on socks or something like that, you know like, if your fucking house is dirty, you're going to know because you're walking around like, what the fuck's wrong with my feet? Like, why are my feet dirty? So, it, that kind of one thing. And then the other is, like I said, it, it helps build your arch. And and um, growing up, especially when, when I was in Taekwondo and everything else and stuff like that, uh, I mean, kicking was, like, my natural, that's still my natural thing. Even though my dad t taught me and my brothers to be a boxer and so, well, not to be a boxer, but to box because, you know, like, that's how he grew up when he joined the Navy uh, that was like the thing to do during in Vietnam and shit like that. Like if you're in the Navy, there's always something to do. Like, like, and he, he laughs about it now, but at, at the time when I was a kid, he used to tell me like, Hey, you know, fucking all the alcoholics hung out with each other, all the drug addicts hung out with each other and shit like that. And he's all me and my friends, we kind of saw it as like a prison thing of like, well, we can't go anywhere. So let's just do something like let's work out all the time and shit like that. And, uh, one of his buddies who he was stationed with, cause he was in the, um, Oh, what the fuck? It wasn't the armory, but uh, he was a gun loader. He was the one that fucking put up those uh, big ass, like, what are they? They're um, they're not like fucking rounds. They're big fucking. They're damn near missiles or some shit. But they're the things that they that they loaded up into the side of the of the ship, and blasted it off and shot. He was one of those guys. So 
the guy that was already there a year before and had already put in his time already, that guy was a Golden Glove champ and his hometown up north, uh, Northern California. And um, so him and my dad hit it off. They were both fucking Chicanos and shit like that. So there was that. Just like in prison, fucking everybody seems to, you know, isolate themselves and, and segregate themselves with their own, which is kind of funny. But, I mean, it's still true, man. That's just a thing that naturally happens, like, as much as people like to fuck, oh, yeah, you shouldn't separate. Yeah, eventually you're not going to, but initially, when you walk in to a group and you're the only person that hasn't been part of this group for a while, you naturally tend to go towards somebody that relates to you, be it, I'm a man, so I'm going to go up to another guy first as opposed to, like, a girl. But, I mean, don't get me wrong, modern day me, if a girl walks up to me and I'm, like, fucking in a group setting of, like, I don't know any of these people, and this girl walks up to me and she's cute or attractive or some shit, I'm fucking all over that shit. I don't give a fuck about anybody else. Like, hey, girl, what's up? But, like, I mean, in a prison setting, I'm, I'm thinking about it like that because that's how my father used to explain it to me. He's like, yeah, fucking being on a boat all the fucking time, like, it's not like you can leave. He goes, uh, it's kind of like a prison. And so, A, you hang out with people that you work with first, just like the majority of people that I know hang out with their fucking work buddies. Like, a lot of people that, I mean, I worked with are some of my best friends and stuff like that. And I could give them a call whenever I want. Um, they have my number. We'd still talk even though we don't see each other. There's someone that helped me with my house, like little stuff like that. They're just cool people. I mean, that's just, I think to me, that's just normal. And, uh, so there was that and that's how he got to know that guy. And then on top of it, like I said, all the other familiarities, like they're both Chicano dudes. They both live from California. So there's all that thing and, and everything about it. Like they could just fucking hang out. And that guy was a boxer and he was like, Hey man, you know, we box on the fucking, on the ship. Like you should box of your weight which at the time it's crazy because uh, i seen pictures and i mean it makes complete sense because i didn't pass 100 pounds until i was a sophomore which is 10th grade i wrestled at 92 pounds which was the lowest weight division and i still didn't fucking make that weight i was weighing like 88 87 pounds most of the time and i think towards the end of competition like the end of the the school year my freshman year i think i finally got to like 90 pounds but like i said it didn't matter um, they just weigh you and you're like, yeah, as long as you're lower than 92 when you stand up the last scale and it doesn't bounce up, like you're fucking solid. So that was that. And, uh, so he, he hit it off with that guy. I think he weighed, my dad was like at 115, 120s or something or 116s. I, I forget how boxing goes. I think it's like sixes. And, um, so the guy was like, oh, even cooler. Like, you know, we don't ever have to fight each other cause I'm at a different weight than you, but I'll train you and shit like that. And my dad got really fucking into it. He won tournaments there, uh, outside when he came back. After his divorce and shit like that, he, he ended up getting more into it, like, locally and shit like that, and got Golden Glove on that. So, I mean, my dad's legit. It's not like he's just like, oh, yeah, he fucking took a few classes. No, like, he knows what the fuck he's talking about. My dad's always, that's his thing, like, and he wasn't even trying to teach us just to fucking be like, this is how you fucking fight. No, he was more like, hey, like, learn this shit because, like, it could come up, you know? Like, my dad's in that sense of, like, he knows, especially growing up, and this is funny because he never really told me about this because, well, A, I'm the youngest, but, I mean, I didn't have to see it. By that point, by the time I was born, he was already done with that life, you know? He had already been married and divorced with his, which is my oldest brother's uh, mom and stuff like that, and he already had him, and that's 15 years older than me, and then he met my mom, who already had another kid, which is my other brother, and so he was raising a family already, and then I came along, and now he has another one, so, and, and he was already working, you know, he worked for the county and shit like that, and was doing odd jobs in the beginning, but then he got a county job, and we were set, pretty much, but, uh, yeah, he always had that in the back of his head, of like, hey, like, we're little people, <laughs> like, I'm the giant in my family, and I'm only 5'9", which is hilarious to anybody that fucking knows, like, height and shit like that, it's not that fucking tall, and I weigh, right now, I think I weigh, like, 162 or something like that, I'm getting down again, 
which is funny because I, I told my wife, I was like, hey, you know, these people just fucking like uh, when we watch MMA and shit like that, I'm like, these guys are like the same age as me and they weigh like 155 and shit like that. And she's like, you can't get there. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to try. Like, <laughs> not for competition, just to see if I can get to that weight, like, healthy-wise. Not just like, oh, I'm going to store myself. No, nah, I'm, like, still eating. I barbecued today. It was great, man. I fucking was bumping some more music again. So my neighbors had it. Well, I don't think they heard that shit because today was, like, 102 or something. A little hot. It wasn't as crazy as, like, the week before or anything. But it, it's, it's still fucking nasty. And um, so that was cool. I was outside. Did that. And, um, yeah. I forget how the fuck we're, where we're going with all this. But yeah, so me and this dude are bullshitting. So, like I said, I hope everybody is listening to it, especially the people that has been, like, emailing me and shit that we kind of got, like, some kind of relationship, at least verbal-wise and stuff like that, back and forth. I hope everybody has that. I hope everybody has a friend or somebody that you can just talk to, even if it's your family, you know what I mean? Like, a brother or sister or some shit like that, or a cousin. Like, I had a lot of cousins that I could tell a bunch of shit to that I never told my brothers, my mom, or my dad, you know? Just because, A, they're older than me, and so I figured in my head, they probably went through some shit like that too, or, or, uh, what I would later learn in life, especially the cousin that I lived with when I left my house at 15, um, cause he was what, fuck, six years, seven years older than me? Yeah, he was 21 already, so yeah, six, seven, well, I'm, I'm retarded right now, what, five, yeah, six, so he's six or seven years older than me, and, um, yeah, he, every time I would tell him, like, like, oh man, this is what I'm stressing out about and all this shit like that, he would just fucking laugh in my face to me. Like, dude, what the fuck? I wish my problems were as easy as yours. Like, you fucking freaking out over nothing. He was one of the ones that really, really helped me with my anxiety growing up. Because, I mean, literally, I was anxious all the fucking time. I always, and still kind of am, still see the worst in every situation. Especially when I'm driving with my family now. Like, when, when I'm the driver and shit like that, and my family's around. Uh, man, like, I fucking hate every stupid-ass fucking car. Anybody that's doing something stupid, like, if they fucking change lanes without a blinker and shit like that, it's like, fuck, dude, little shit like that just pissing me the fuck off. And, um, I mean, it, it's noticeable because my wife will point it out to me. She's like, why are you getting on their ass? Like, fuck this person. I'll like flash their fucking lights and shit. I, I just hate it. It's not that I go out of my way to fuck with them. It's just, if they cut me off and they're right there now and it's like, all right, you changed lanes and now you're breaking me or like you're breaking because the car in front of you, which was originally in front of me was breaking. So now like, dude, if it wasn't for me paying attention, I would have fucking hit you. Like little shit like that bugs the fuck out of me. And uh, just today, I, I went to go fill up gas because, fuck, man, gas out here is $4.30. But I found a spot that it was four fifteen, And this is Shell gasoline, too, so, like, legit. So I was like, hell yeah, I went over there. It was in Redlands. I went out that way and, and uh, got it. And then we had the discount of $0.15 cents off and shit like that because we're the members or whatever. So it ended up being 4 bucks. So that was cool. So I pretty much saved, like, $0.30 cents off of everybody else. So that was badass. But, um, yeah, just driving there back and forth. The first way I, I took the, the streets because my phone told me. And I was like, really? I'm like, I thought it'd be quicker to go on the freeway. So I took the streets and, oh, man, it was perfect. All green lights. I was like, this is awesome. So I got there in what I thought was record time. Filled up gas. And then I was like, ah, fuck it. The freeway's right here. I'm going to get on the freeway. Got on the freeway. Not a problem coming back. But when I switched cars and went into the new family car and shit that and went across onto the freeway, nothing but fucking stupid people. First off, the freeway's going under construction right now. So the whole, the fast lane, the left lane, is there's a fucking barricade right there. And it's like, okay, I get it. There's a barricade. So most people fucking kind of drive a little bit cautious. But if there's a fucking opening in the slow lane, get the fuck over. Like, I'm coming up. I'm going the speed limit, and you're not. The speed limit is 65. Even in this condition, it's still 65. Why are you going 60? And, like, I'm coming up on you. Like, you should be able to see that I'm coming up on you. You have a rearview mirror? I, I look at my rearview mirror while I'm driving, like, to be like, oh, shit, there's a car coming. Like, <laughs> little shit. Like, like I said, I, I'm very cautious and very, like, anxious about everything. 
because like, I always expect the worst and I'm always prepared for it, which is why whenever nothing happens, I'm, I'm able to enjoy it, I guess, because I already had the anxiety of it being extremely bad. So in the end, I'm just like, oh, fuck, like, oh, cool. Good thing. None of that shit happened. But um, that that's just how I am. And, and it's still there. I, I've gotten a lot better with it. And I've gotten to the point where I can put myself in a vulnerable position as opposed to before I used to kind of like be so anxious that I would put myself in a place where uh, like at a party, like say I was at a party and I thought something weird, like, oh, fuck, that dude's fucking staring at me. He probably wants to fuck me up or some shit like that. Um, I would like put myself in a, into a wall. That way I could see the room and I could know where all the exits were and shit like that. All this was like computed in my head while I'm talking to somebody. Like if somebody walked up and I'm like, hey, bro, what the fuck is all this shit? Like if it was back and forth, the whole time that I'm talking or they're talking to me, I'm just scanning the room to look around like, oh, do I know that person? Like who's going to back me up that I that is around me first off? And then if not, what am I doing? Am I going to fucking hit this dude and book it like running or I'm going to hit this dude because there's nobody else around and just keep going? Like fuck it. Like we're just going to fight then. If it's just me and him, awesome. I don't give a fuck about losing a fight. I've lost a few out of the many that I've been in. It's not a big deal. Like one of them sucked because the dude just fucking came from behind and fucked me up thinking I was somebody else. That was the worst shit ever. He, he got me good, man. I fucking dropped to the ground. He hit me so fucking hard in the back of the head. I fell over and it sucked dude, because I was with my buddy's uh, cousin and like me and her just hit it off like that day. She was older and um, I just started college. I was what 18 and um, yeah, me and him were really cool. Like he was, he was my boy and shit like that at the time. And then um, I went home with him one day. I gave him a ride and uh, his cousin was there and it's beautiful, man. Everything about her. And then on top of it, uh, Deftones White Pony had just come out or around that time and stuff like that. And Deftones is my favorite band. I think I've mentioned this before. But uh, she was all about it. She was like, oh, my God, this uh, the prescription queen, RX queen. For those that didn't know what it meant, prescription is what RX is. But um, the song RX queen, that was like her fucking jam. She was like, oh, my God, this is like the most beautiful song and shit like that. So me and her hit it off perfect. I was like, oh, I have fucking the DVD with them and shit like that playing in Hawaii. Acoustic and stuff like that. Like, fucking it's great. So I let her borrow stuff. And one day we were just hanging out. And uh, she texted me. She was like, hey, uh, are, are you guys together? She's, and I was like, nah, I haven't seen your cousin today. I'll, I'll probably see him tomorrow. She's like, well, if you're not doing anything, you should come by. Hit it off that great and shit like that. That's how cool we were. So she invited me to a party with her and her friend. And I went and we were making out. Everything was fucking great, man. Like, to me, that's enough already. Like, I'm not one of those guys like, fuck yeah, I'm going to get some pussy. Don't get me wrong. That's my thought once it gets there where she's like, well, come to my room or something. That's where that thought goes in my head. I don't think about it ahead of time where I'm like, hell yeah, this girl fucking said she wants to hang out. I'm getting some pussy. Nah, I'm not that guy. I've never been. Uh, I'm, I mean, at the most, like I said, I'm totally looking for like a fucking makeout session and like a phone number. That was always my thing. Like if this girl, if me and her make out, I got to do it good enough or like show her that I'm more than others and she's going to give me her number and we're going to fucking see each other again. And that's where I get the potential for something else. That was always my mindset. So I'm at this party and, oh, it's so fucking great, man. Her friend even fucking was telling her, like, oh, you guys are really cute together. All this shit. Every fucking thing you could possibly think of that was great. I was like, yes, this is fucking awesome. And then out of nowhere, I remember going to the bonfire because it was like a house party. And it was cold. It was like wintertime and stuff like that. And we're in the backyard. There's a bunch of fucking people, like at least 20, 30 people. And so we're over there in the corner. I went to go get her a drink, I made her a drink, I made myself a drink, went over, we're talking and shit, my back is to literally the majority of the party, but I'm looking at her, her friend, and a few other people that are around this bonfire, you know, just hanging out talking, and out of nowhere, I remember kind of seeing somebody else's reaction of like, what the fuck, 
And like right when I saw that, because I was looking at her the whole time, like I said, I was dumb, man. It was it was full on movie shit where it's like tunnel vision. I'm literally just eyeing her and just her and her friend pretty much. I'm just trying to be polite. And, but anytime she's talking, I'm just like eyeing her, like fuck, man, this is awesome. Because in my head, like I said, she was fucking gorgeous and she was older than me. I was 18, barely, if not 19, and she was like 21, 22 or some shit. In my head, I was just like fuck yeah, dude. I, I, still to this day, older women turn me the fuck on. I don't know what it is. I think it's because like in my head. I think, like, A, I've fucking a man slut and shit like that, and most chicks that are older, I mean, obviously you've been with somebody, I'm not fucking hanging out talking to, like, a 25-year-old virgin and shit like that, you know, girl-wise, like, oh, really, you haven't done anything? That, to me, that doesn't exist, and at least not in the situations or places I go, but, um, so I figure that they have a little bit of the same, like, similarities like I do, and I'll, I'll go with that, and, um, so, in my head, I'm just like, fuck, man, she's, she's experienced more than me. And she still wants me. Like, she's experienced good, bad, whatever the fuck before. But something about that, uh, all her experiences, she wants me and she chose me. And, like, to me, that's where I get off the most on that shit. Where I'm just like, oh, dude, this is fucking awesome. This chick wants me. And so, like I said, I'm all tunnel visioned out. Everything's uh, just zoned out. And out of nowhere, I saw somebody else's face uh, in the little circle around the bonfire. Like, look like, what the fuck? And as soon as I acknowledged that, like, what's going on? Boom! Back of the fucking head. Dude got me like at the soft spot where um where your head where your skull meets your neck, uh, on my right side. So you got me pretty much behind the ear, but right at the soft spot. So bam, and I was just fucking. I remember instantly going down, and I think I spilled my shit, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I turn around, which was an idiot move. I should have fucking just curled up and like, and like shelled up. But I turned back around once I hit the ground and rolled, and that motherfucker threw a kick and it hit me on the fucking shoulders and on the mouth, like on my jaw. So that fucking hurt. <laughs> And instantly, I'm like, ah, and then he's just stomping me. As soon as that happens, he gets on top of me and just stomp kicks, like, full-on just kicking down, like, you know, like, picking up and fucking coming down. So he's stomping the fuck out of me. Uh, one of the guys around pushed him, and that's the only thing that kind of stopped him. And I'm trying to get up, and um, my buddy's cousin comes to try to help me. He fucking pushes her, and so now I'm just paying attention to her, like, oh, shit, because, like I said, we're right next to the uh, bonfire pit. So in my head, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? What if he pushed her into that? And then I'm realizing, oh shit, look how close I am to this bonfire pit. So now I'm kind of like kicking away and like crawling towards, away from it. Only, <laughs> not realizing, because I'm staring at her, like after he pushed her, I'm paying attention to her now. While I'm crawling away from the bonfire pit towards her, I'm only getting closer to him. So now he starts kicking me again. All shit starts. He, like I said, he, he got fucking good ass fucking hits in like, I don't know. It felt like forever, but I mean, it was probably like a 10 to 15 second fight, really. It wasn't even a fight. It was like, just a beat down. Like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm uh, and I remember uh, he fucking, as soon as I'm getting up and people are like stopping him, he's shouting now. That's what you fucking get for fucking my lady, you piece of shit. And he turns around and walks out. That was it. Like everybody's yelling at him and shit. He's fucking pushed. Like, fuck this. And he leaves. Him and another guy. I remember that much. And I was like, what the fuck? And um, yeah, it sucked. But at the, <laughs> what was funny is like in the end, I guess like that kind of helped because like she fucking pretty much just took care of me that whole night. Like she took me home um, to her house. Oh, I'll take care of you, you know, fucking pass me up and shit like that. Um, she was laughing at one point because I was telling her, I was like, I'm fine. Like, you know, and she's like, no, you're not. Like, your fucking head's kind of swollen and shit right here. I'm like, really? <laughs> well, it doesn't really feel that bad anymore. And she's like, well, I'm just worried about you. I'm like, oh, well, thanks. And yeah, you know, she gave me a kiss and shit like that. And it wasn't like romantic or nothing. You know, it was like she was making out with me, but she kissed me. And I was like, that was a big deal. And um, so, yeah, I got to spend the night with her. And like, she just took care of me. It wasn't like a sexual thing or nothing. Like that. She just took care of me and it was great. And it ended up working out, and uh, fucking months later down the road, I ended up fucking knowing about that guy and finding out that 
A, I was the wrong person that he meant to hit. He meant to hit somebody, and it was some fucking other person. But he just thought it was me at the time. And he went off because it was that day that he found out all this shit. So he was, like, enraged. Um, I remember we <laughs> we uh, saw each other after the fact that I found this out. And I remember hitting him up, like, kind of, like, with a bunch of my buddies. I ran into him at, at Valley at the school that I was at. And um, he's full-on just, like, apologetic as fuck, dude. Like, hey, man, what the fuck? Like, hey, fuck this, man. Like, and I remember my buddy, the one who's cousin this is he was like fuck you man fuck we should beat the fuck out of you and i was like yeah dude whatever like it's like i get it you know and he's just like well fucking if it means anything dude um i ended up fucking hitting like finding out who the real guy was and i fucked him up and my dumb ass at the time because like i said this is like a pretty long conversation like we're going at it like i saw him at a table with some of his friends but i had more people like he had like maybe two or three friends so there's four of them total and i came up with like five deep so I walked up over there like, what the fuck? And, and my buddy, being the fucking courageous person he was, fuck you, motherfucker, we'll fuck you up. And the guy explained to me, like, oh, yeah, his whole situation. He's like, hey, man, this is what happened. I was like, well, fucking tell me who the fuck this guy is. Y'all want to fucking hit him too now. And, like, we kind of laughed it off. We were kind of cool for a bit. Like, I kept running into him. Well, once you see somebody and know somebody and you're going to the same place, eventually you only see that person, you know. So I kept seeing him. And uh, he was cool. I mean, we're good now, or at least... If I ever see him or run into him now, I mean, fucking, it's cool. I mean, <laughs> if I see him, I'm just like, hey, Rodney, like, whatever. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, I, you know, I laughed it off now. But to me, that was ever the worst beatdown I ever had. The only other fights that I, I could think of, like, where I, there was one where I know I lost. And my buddies were like, nah, dude, it was fucking even. And I'm like, bullshit. And uh, it was funny because, uh, like, a year or two later in high school, I ran into that guy and his friends. And they're like, nah, dude, fucking, that was, like, straight up, it was, like, did in fight like nothing happened like we both fucking hit each other a bunch and neither of us fell down and that was it i was like ah i thought i lost but <laughs> but i mean yeah it's an old phrase or old saying that they say about guys outside of like real hate but uh when two guys fight each other like over something stupid when you're drunk or something the next day you guys see each other or whatever like there's nothing but respect it's kind of weird i never understood that and i kind of didn't like it in the beginning when i was like really little like middle school and shit like that. i was like fuck that dude like you hated me and fucking hit me and I hit you back and all this shit like that. And now, no, I don't like you ever. Like, fuck you. But eventually, like I said, by high school, when I run into those people, I was like, ah, whatever, dude, I know that guy. Fuck, like, I didn't even say fuck that guy anymore. It's like, ah, yeah, well, I know that guy. And people were like, oh, really? How? I'm like, ah, fuck it. We went to school together, like in middle school or elementary school, whatever. I don't even mention the fight. It's like, why even bother? It wasn't even, A, it wasn't even a real fight. It's like little kid fight. Where, like, you know, you just start hitting each other until somebody kind of stops. And everybody in the group's like, all right, all right, it's over. And, like, you just kind of have little bruises or little welts around your head and shit like that or around your eyes. If they got good. But, uh, yeah, I was always the guy that aimed for jaws and shit like that and noses. I didn't really try to hit people in the fucking head like most people, it seems like they do. Like, they try to hit you, like, in the temple or some shit. Like, I, I never understood that. So, um, I think my family's here. And this is, for not knowing what the fuck I was going to talk about, a 47-minute episode already. So, <laughs> all right. Um, but, yeah overall uh lesson or thing like i said is uh hopefully you have a friend or family member that you can just openly talk to about anything and everything like good bad whatever i mean just be brutally honest with this person that type of shit i hope everybody has that um i mean i know i do i still do i have a, I have a few actually um some of them are the boozing dudes i mean i could talk to them about pretty much anything i know a few of them wouldn't listen to some things so i won't bother them with that but i mean uh, if, if I couldn't talk to one of them about it, I could probably talk to the other one. You know what I mean? And then um, I have family, like I said, my wife, my wife. That's how me and her hit it off so great. Uh, I could literally talk to her about anything and everything. And I love her to death for that. And, uh, yeah, doors opening, and I hear them, my little girls, and my other kids. So I'm going to let you guys go. All right. So, yeah, the strokes, you only live once. 
Alright, bye.